Yo, this is Greg Capullo, man, and you're listening to Elegant Weapon. And you know who the biggest elegant weapon is? I can't tell you where it's located, but it's uh, got something to do with me. An elegant weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. This is a journey into sound. The time has come. Join hands as we bring together our mystic powers. Cobra attack! gentlemen welcome to an elegant weapon episode 190 holy shit uh how y'all doing uh it's me it's jay and with me jay here is derek becker of the comics and prose podcast <laughs> sorry comics prose and con you'll have to excuse me kids i'm i'm freshly from outside here i've got my lovely tim hortons though <laughs> yes it is derek from comic pros and cons it's derek from comic pros and cons and uh kids this week we've gotten together just to have a little bit of a uh pre-game pre-cocktail pre-c2e2 party because we are so excited uh it's what i i leave in four days five days because i'm coming out thursday yeah days away which is which is amazing i i'm i'm getting geeked i'm i'm gonna have everything packed up tonight and ready to go pretty much uh yeah, I'm about there. Uh, I got a few things to watch. There's one thing I'm I haven't made business cards yet. Ooh, oh, but got, luck, there's overnight cards. services though. So what? What's that? There's overnight services, so I'll get her done tonight and pick something up tomorrow or something. I finally <laughs> got my business cards. Oh, very nice. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, it's always fun to. Uh, it's always fun to add a little sense of legitimacy to what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, they go quicker than you think, too, eh? Yes, yes, they like, do. You'll go through like a hundred in a day and be like, "Oh my god, I didn't realize I even met that many people," you know? Yeah, it is kind of crazy, especially when you go walk around a show like C2E2, how many people you give your cards out to, and you think you're being real stringent with them too. You're like, "Yeah, I don't know if I really." You know, I, I'm only going to give them up <laughs> to the important people. <laughs> totally. Yeah, and then you know, and then later in the bar, you're like, cards for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to pay for drinks with them and shit. <laughs> what do you mean they're not? It's a bear ticket. Come on. <laughs> oh god, you were going to have so much fun at C2E2 this year. Well, I'm very, very excited. I'm finally getting to come out to Chicago. So it, there's so there's a whole bunch of firsts. I mean, my first time in Chicago, which will be super cool. My first time at C2E2. Super cool. My first time meeting many people I've known online for years, in fact. Uh, and that's been the one thing that's been itching at me about getting to C2E2 for the past few years is the fact that it seems to be like a hub. 
It's a it's a centralized enough location that people from all over the place come to exhibit at C2E2. Yeah. And that's a very, very exciting thing. Like, not only am I going to get to see most of my Michigan crew, but I'm going to get to see people from all over the damn place I've been chatting to for a long time. So it's very, very cool in that respect, you know? I'm I'm a little jealous, too, that you're flying in. Um, we're, <laughs> well, we're taking the train, which the train's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. What I'm jealous of is I... I'm assuming, and I don't know this, I should know this, I'm close enough to Chicago, but, you know, it's it's starting, well, we're coming in the day after St. Patrick's Day, which means the river in downtown Chicago should still be dyed green, I believe. Have you seen this? Uh, when they dye the fucking river green for St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, sorry, you just confused me. You're coming in the day after St. Patrick's Day? Well, yeah. Yeah. I I thought you were coming in St. Patrick's Day night, the Thursday night. Oh, is St. Patrick's Day on thir- is that is that Thursday? Yeah, cuz I'm supposed to be crashing with you Thursday night. Oh right, fella. yeah, yeah, so that is Thursday. Don't don't be messing with my whole okay. <laughs> plan yeah. here, bubba. Yes, yeah, so I guess we are coming in on St. Patrick's <laughs> yes, Day. Yes, Thursday. Well, I that's another cool thing I thought is that I I am flying in on St. Patrick's Day, the Thursday evening there. Yeah, Chicago and, uh, on St. Patty's Day is I didn't know they did the river there. I thought they did the river in Boston, but I didn't know that they made a green river in Chicago as well. Oh, Chicago's the famous one. I I didn't Am know. Am I that wrong? They... Maybe I mixed up. Maybe I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm a clueless foreigner, remember? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you are. So, <laughs> so yeah, I would like to uh, take a little trip down there and see the see the, the river all dyed green and, and have a little fun with that, but... That town, I, I'm glad we're getting in early because I mean, with us taking the train, we leave super early in the morning. Um, our, our train leaves here at 6 a.m., so we should be there by lunchtime. Right, nice, nice. You have a little bit of time to gander around then. And it's it's also cool because uh, I'm used – anywhere I've ever flown out of from here has been Pearson Airport. And uh, that's our big international airport here in the Toronto area. Uh, but this time I actually am taking a flight from Porter Airlines, which is on Toronto Island. Cause there's a little Billy Bishop airport there out on the island right in the city. Yeah. So that's kind of an exciting little thing. Cause there's this tunnel you have to take under the lake to the island and stuff. So that'll be a whole new adventure as well. And everybody was like, Oh my God, you got to deal with O'Hare, but I'm flying into Midway. So yeah, I think things will be a little bit lighter in that respect. You know, it's, it's, fun we looked at taking the train to toronto just out of curiosity and uh it's actually expensive and would basically take like 28 hours when i could drive there in five or whatever what? really <laughs> yeah that's crazy well, because of all the stops that they have to make but we we looked into it the train from uh the, it's like a five and a half hour train ride i think uh for us like from start to finish from Grand Rapids to Chicago, when it really only takes about three hours to drive. But it's not bad, because you get there, you sit, you chill, you get to drink, you get to read comics, you get to hang out, and you get to see every, um, pretty much every, like, car salvage lot and above-ground pool between here and Chicago. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're just seeing the backyards of people with above-ground pools. and uh, That's all right. Yeah. It's kind of fun. (laughs) Yeah, man, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm more excited for many things other than even the main lineup. Like, the main lineup isn't even 
there's a few people there. I mean, I'm I'm probably most stoked to see and chat with Capullo, hopefully. Greg Capullo. Yep. Um, but other than that, it's it's the lower tier for me. It's all the kids who are there exhibiting from all over that I'm super stoked about because I'm who's missing Toronto. I'm missing Toronto Comic Con for this. Yeah. Who's your number and, one that you're most excited to potentially meet that you haven't? At C two E two. Yeah. Greg Capullo. Oh wait, I've met him. Okay. Yeah. Um, ooh. You know, I don't even know. I've been so centralized and focused. It's probably people that uh, I've known, actually. I'm really excited to meet guys like uh, like the Woo Mates, uh, James and Jason Ford. You know, yeah. like they're going to be there. And, uh, you know, Doug will be there with Monkey Squad 1. And just it, it's all those kids that I'm more excited to see, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward, honestly, to meeting Stacy Lee. Uh, she is the artist on Silk, which Silk is the uh, how do you, how do you say this? Silk is basically the female new Spider-Man. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking. She was yeah, bitten yeah. by the same radioactive yeah, 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 spider yeah, yeah. and yeah. all that. And Robbie Thompson, who does who who writes that book, he's going to be there as well. He's also going to be at Motor City Comic Con, by the way. Uh, but. I just really love Stacy Lee's work and I want to, I want to meet her and chat with her and hopefully even maybe get a commission. We'll see, you know, very the, cool, man. what the money situation always is and, and if she's yeah. doing them, what she charges, you know how that rolls for sure. Sean seal. Yep. Uh, you know, it's uh with Nora debuting. That's a very exciting thing too, you know, but uh yeah, man, I'm just stoked for the whole, the whole all-around thing of it because Toronto Comic-Con put to get together a hell of a lineup this year. Yeah. Like I, I'm 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 stepping away from a from a seriously cool show and nothing against C2E2 or Toronto or any both great shows I'm sure. But uh you know, one thing though, uh, we we can speak of I don't know if this is controversial. This is something that uh we were talking about the other day that kind of interests me as far as con interaction. Rob Liefeld canceled C2E2 right. to do Toronto Comic-Con. Or, okay, I don't know if I'm putting that right, because it sounds like when I say that he canceled C2E2 in order to do Comic-Con, I don't know if that was the case. I don't know if there was misscheduling. I have no idea the reason why. All I know is he canceled C2E2, <laughs> and he's appearing at Toronto Comic-Con. So that's interesting. Like, uh, I can't possibly think of why. There's probably several reasons. You know, my guess... Honestly, um, and, and this is this is me also assuming that that it was an honest mistake. But my guess is he probably said, yes, I'll I'll do C2E2 a long time ago, not in, assuming it was going to be in April like it always was, because we're a month early for C2E2 this year due to presidential elections and rallies oh, and all that okay. other shit. So I didn't realize it was earlier. OK, yeah, we're, we're a month early because it's normally uh, like the last week of April. Oh, you probably just nailed it on the head then, that he probably had, you know, just verbally committed thinking it would be when it usually was, totally. Then again, maybe he got a better offer. <laughs> you know? uh, who knows? I but, don't you know. know. Um, you know, and the time I step away, John Ostrander uh, decides to attend Toronto Comic Con, yep. so I'm going to miss getting to chat with him again. Well, but that's okay, because C2E2, I'm sure, is going to be a, a huge adventure. So Speaking of... 
Liefeld though. Uh, for people that are big Deadpool pants, pants for Deadpool <laughs> pants. Wow, <laughs> you know what? I think I think that requires. <laughs> there that, you go. All right, straighten yourself out there yeah. a little bit. Fabian uh, Nisi. Uh, this is always a fun one to Nisiesa. <laughs> yeah, it, who was the writer? back uh on co-creator he's considered yeah, co-creator on, yeah. on new mutants uh, when yeah. pool was made so yes co-creator although i've heard i've heard both sides where some people have said that liefeld has give, not given him proper credit and i've seen other stuff where he was like no that's not what i meant but i don't know i'm always more you know i go back and forth fingering him is he <laughs> I, I go back and forth as to whether I'd rather talk to uh, writers or artists, and and it really just kind of depends on my mood that day. Some days I only want to talk to artists. Some days I only want to talk to writers. And then there's days when I'm like, I just I want to talk to the inkers and the letters and the colorists because I want I want to know that extra layer. And really, you have interview moods. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of like when you're flipping channels. It's like, what do I feel like watching today? It's the same thing with. Yeah, me. yeah, I hear that. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I mean, that's kind of one of the things that that I'm I'm looking forward, you know, to doing is is hopefully getting to talk to some people that are find some inkers and colorists and potentially even letterers and whatnot there and get a dive a little bit deeper into those as well. So sure, I, I got to dig a little bit more on the the list to see who's yeah. going to be there doing that kind of stuff. And there's well, there's a few Canadians. Francis Manipal's going to be out there. Yep, and uh, some others that can't come to mind at the moment. Um, but, uh, Marcus Toe. Marcus Toe, yes. Uh, Jim Zub, I believe. I think yes is in attendance at the C two E two, but uh, man, I'm really, I really. Oh, oh yeah, I don't want to forget what I was just thinking about that you mentioned. Oh, that. Uh Deadpool. Okay, just got to go back to Deadpool for a sec. Uh, Monica Baccarin, you know, yeah, his oh, Marina. Yeah, sorry, Marina Baccarin. Yeah, which by the way, I finally saw Deadpool. Oh yeah, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought that it was probably one of the best transitions of a character from the page to the screen. Um, and I won't go out of my way to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, I, you can see why hardcore Deadpool fans loved it because it was. But, I mean, if Deadpool's not your thing to start with, you're not going to think this is the greatest movie in the world, you no. know? But well, I want to remember. So, listen, her and Ben McKenzie just had their Gotham baby. Their their Gotham baby? Yeah, because you know how her and Ben McKenzie, her co-star on Gotham, uh, got together and just had a baby. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. But cool. yeah, they got they got together. They just had a baby. Now, now knowing that you've seen Deadpool and knowing what you know about Deadpool, do you not find it odd that she decided to name her baby Francis? That is a little weird. <laughs> now, in her defense, it's a girl and it's Frances. Oh, okay. Uh, C-E-S on the end. But still, you know that had to have crossed their mind, right? Like, I'm naming my baby Francis. I was in Deadpool. That can't... She couldn't have not made that connection. I don't know. I mean, there a lot of people do a lot of really <laughs> weird fucking shit, man. <laughs> I just thought that was fucking funny that that happened. So, I think that should also lead into us mentioning something else quick, too. 
you know, Deadpool and his animated eyes. We have finally seen Spider-Man. Yes. Yes, we have. Uh, I think other than I have one minor quibble and I'm not even going to mention it first right away because it's everybody else is the same thing too. Uh, yes, the suit looks incredible. Very Alex Ross, very old school. Everybody's loving it, but everybody also thinks the black armbands and stuff are a little unnecessary, like the V's on the shoulders and stuff. But that's a minor quibble. Uh, I I think the proper response to that is shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Well, I think it would look better without them, but I think the rest of the idea of the costume, and they went ahead with those mechanical Tony Stark invented eyes probably. Yeah, and that adds so much to it. I, I I think it looked great. Actually, it's one of the first things Marvel has done in a long time that I'm excited about. One of the best things I I saw I uh, I saw a meme where somebody actually is like, Tobey Maguire was way better, and it was like some shock, <laughs> some shock person in there like going, "You saw him for half a fucking second. Chill out." <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of the way I feel, but. Dude, I'm I'm just ignoring trailers as much as I can for pretty much everything at this point. I'm like, so you have you you can't tell me you haven't seen them at least the picture. I saw I saw the picture, but actually okay. I, I saw the I saw the Jeff. I should take it back. So I saw his okay. eyes get a little smaller. You know, but. yeah, it's pretty neat. It's pretty it's pretty cool stuff. So, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that and say that I feel pretty much the same consensus as everybody else. But of course, when you do something based on something Alex Ross did. It can't be anything less than genius, pretty much. So, I think it was a brilliant, brilliant move to take it that old school. You know. Yeah, I. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting, it, it, and it's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be awesome. It's the one thing I'm saying. Like, I'm not a huge Marvel guy. I love Marvel movies. I enjoy every one that comes out, and I'm totally a fan. Uh, it's not the you know the pinnacle of my geekdom. But this, this has got me stoked to get, unfortunately, it also gets me double stoked for them to try and get X-Men back. But seeing Spider-Man really mixes it up. You know what I mean? Like the the problem with the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that it is so Avengers based. Like every hero we've seen so far is so Avengers affiliated. Well, they have to because uh, that's what they have the rights to. <laughs> I know it just makes you realize that other than the X-Men in the Marvel universe over the years, every fucking other person that exists has been an Avenger at some point. Well, there's a lot more coming though. I mean, if you look (laughs) at, I mean, we've got Dr. Strange coming out. We've got, you know, I, I don't really think of, um, I guess I don't really think of black Panther as being Avengers based, which, Oh, I totally, I I I probably should. Yeah, you should. But you know, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm actually trying to look up here right now while we talk what the the list of of movies are that are coming up. Well, there's other things. I mean, obviously, like Fantastic Four and X Men. Those are two ch- huge chunks of the of the Marvel universe to be taken away. But at least Spider Man, seeing him there, really opened up the universe for me. Made it more exciting in the way that you know. Because, I mean, look, Ghost Rider, stuff like that, you know, it's... See, here's here's another thing that's been bugging me. Is you know how everybody was so down on DC for not combining their movie and television universes? Yeah. So you've got Marvel, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I enjoy. I think it's a good show. Mm-hmm. 
and it is there was it was all touted that it's connected it's part of the universe colson's coming over from the movies blah 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 but since then they have been so specific to keep them separate that i don't understand the same thing with these netflix movies why did you put daredevil into civil war somehow like you know what? I just I don't get why aren't they taking advantage? They're 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 literally saying there are no plans to put any of the Netflix heroes into the movies. Which wasn't that the whole point? Wasn't that why it was going to be so much better than what DC's? Doing? Yeah, I mean at least they do reference. Um, yeah, but the, yeah, but come on. But yeah, I and you want to see it? Honestly, you know? I've always wanted to see like the the easiest one in the world is to pull in, um, you know. To pull in Matt Murdock as an attorney. Or, you know, yes. the, the heroes can stop in for a drink at Luke Cage's bar, you know, or, yes. or something along those lines where even if it's just a cameo. Yeah, even a little bit more than a throwaway reference. I hear what you're yeah. saying, you know, but like get to a point eventually where. Why wouldn't you start mixing them in? Like, everybody had your back for being the people that were going to connect your universes, and now nobody cares about any of that shit because DC is just killing it so hard on TV. And people are starting to understand why they've kept it se separate, because they're so different. They're done different tones, different ideas. Like, these are comic books on TV. They look like comic books. They feel like comic books. They are weekly issues, if you will. You know, where, you know, these movies are like the Dark Knight. They're like the killing joke. They're like something unto itself. So yeah. when you look at it that way, it makes sense. And it's just I don't understand why Marvel wouldn't take in, take more advantage of this connection. Like, I, I don't know. It's crazy to me. I'm sure eventually maybe we'll see it. But I, I, I just can't even care because we are so close to Batman versus Superman. <laughs> that Are you going to step away from C2E2 to go see it? Well, I was going to, but now it's the 25th that it opens. Oh, they pushed it back a week. Okay. I thought it was the 18th. I could have swore at some point, but it, it, apparently it's not till the 25th, so I think we're good, which is which is very cool. But I, I, I think we're going to see things in this movie that no one is prepared for. Yeah. Like, like, like surprises that really people aren't prepared for and it's it's gonna be a humdinger man well <laughs> you know i i know everybody was bitching because they showed uh uh what doomsday already and for me i'm like oh okay cool but you, like i said earlier i still haven't seen that trailer so i don't know what doomsday looks like at this point right right and also there's a thing about trailers that people don't realize how close the to to the edit that it matters. Like, for instance, in this new Civil War trailer, there's one line where you hear Tony Stark saying to somebody, uh, I was wrong about you. The whole world was wrong about you. Now, everybody has assumed that that's him saying that to Cap, mm -hmm. right? Like, everybody thought you were a hero. I think you're wrong. I don't think that's it at all. I think that line, because you know how the whole movie is is basically based on the Winter Soldier being accused of this thing and everybody chasing him down, yeah. right? So I think that that's Tony Stark saying that to the Winter Soldier at the end of the movie, when they all have to come together to fight whatever brings them back together. I think that's Tony Stark saying that to the Winter Soldier, I was wrong about you, the whole world was wrong about you. Mm. That's my call. Yeah. 
And because I just it makes more sense to me than him saying it to Cap. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's so, that or, you know, oh, God, I just had this terrible. <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking what, what I'm thinking today. My brain's going 90 miles a minute. I just had like this this whole idea of Civil War being over either uh, Mayo or Miracle Whip. <laughs> okay. I don't know what's going on with my brain today. But yeah, <laughs> what's in that beer you be drinking, I, well, dude? This is a uh, this, oh, hey, this is this is actually a Canadian beer. I'm drinking uh, Carling Blacklight. Oh, right on. Yeah. There you go, Carling. Yeah, I had Carling many eons ago. I think it's uh it, it's it's a good beer. It's a cheap beer. Does C2E2 serve inside? Yes, they do. Really? Okay, so I've been to two, Denver Comic Con and the Great Philadelphia Comic Con are the two shows I've been to that served, and I could walk around Artist Alley with a king can. Yeah. Good God. This is, um, oh. oh shoot, let me pop over to their website here again and find out who their, their sponsors are. Yeah, don't they have like a specific beer? Like Denver did that too. Yes. They had Hulk's Mash. Yeah, this is um yeah. oh, that's a great name. <laughs> Hulk's Mash. Yeah, yeah, Hulk's Mash. Yeah. Yeah. Um And the one before the year before I think was uh Bruce Wayne or something. Yeah. I rather it was clever than that. I do I do love those <laughs> things. Um I will have to see if I can figure out who their actual sponsors, but it's they they've had they they'll always have and it's I oh it's here it is uh, it's Revolution Brewing thank you I I just needed to remember who that was they always have their own special beer there as well I just wish it wasn't always an IPA or something incredibly overly hoppy I wish it, you right, know right right I'm not a fan of those myself no like I I kind of like a lighter beer yeah. you know but yes yeah. they do have they they do serve in there but they're kind of always out on the outskirts and outsides and so it's a little harder to find a beer than i mean and like there there was one day in particular i'm like i'm gonna go get a beer and then i saw the line i'm like fuck it i'll just walk up to my room and get one from there because i'll have one faster (laughs) (laughs) i I think i remember that moment at at a different show (laughs) you probably have several of those (laughs) every show that that, (laughs) that i'm in the hotel attached to the convention yeah that's yes which we're, we're staying at the hyatt Attached to the convention, which is very, very exciting, uh, the McCormick Place, and uh, that's very, very thrilling. Yeah. I think I've I've found different ways to get myself from the airport down to that area, so there seems to be pretty good options for public transit in the in the Chicago area. Yeah, yeah, so. the, the Chicago area public transit is actually really quite nice, so you shouldn't have any issue there. But yeah, this is uh, I I I think I'm going to be most excited to see because when you were at Motor City. You got a taste of what it's like to have a hotel attached to the convention center because the hotel for Motor City, unfortunately, they haven't fully expanded. So there's limited only like they've got like a hundred and something rooms at Motor City. So not all the guests were able to stay right there. Some of them were actually in another one or two hotels. Right. This show, I think maybe with the exception of like, a couple super top tier guests that they want to keep completely secluded. Pretty much everybody's at this hotel. So, oh, it's so, you know, you go down to, you go down to the bar 
and you sit down there and it is you, well i told you that's where i sat there talking to scott snyder and charles soul yeah, and yeah. ryan brown yeah and you see these guys just walking around and it's great because they're relaxed and as long as you're not a douchebag you've got a chance to go up and at least go hey man i really appreciate your work yeah nice to meet you because for me maybe i didn't want to stand in line to get something signed you know but i i still would like to meet them and so that's kind of a nice way to do it and you know it gives you a chance to hey i wasn't going to buy something from you because i don't really want to have extra stuff but can i buy you a beer (laughs) <laughs> here's part of the part here's part here's what i like about that because it's hard because uh there's a lot of people i know of like you know people's names you know what they work on but you may not necessarily have read their work right right and uh so as far as being a podcaster you're like oh look at that person there's that person there i hear they're great i know they're great but i don't know their work so i don't really know what to podcast with them about Maybe at the bar you at least get a chance to like meet them on a personal level and know that they're a cool guy, and then later on get a chance to check out their work, sort of thing. Yeah, because right? it's it's always hard. I, I, there's been times where I've been like, no, you know what? I'm not going to talk to that person because I would be doing it just because of their name, and because I don't know their work at all. I've got nothing to talk well, about. I, you can't just be like, I hear you're cool. Like, I was. It's it's you know funny I mean? that you mentioned that because I was having a conversation with with our buddy Jimmy McKnight. You know, from from the yep. POI there, Ninja Star. Yep, and Shit. we were having a conversation, <laughs> and and he was talking about a comic guest that he just recently got an interview with. Pretty big name. Oh yeah, quite a uh, quite a big yeah. name. Probably one of the biggest. And <laughs> you know, it's like realistically, the only reason that I would want to interview him is because I it would it could potentially bring in numbers, but from a personal level. I'm not really interested. And I think that's where I have to make that separation. If I don't really right. care that much about your work, I respect it. Right. But if I don't really care, eh, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. go out of my way. I mean, if, the only reason you would talk to them is to get to know them and have a nice chat. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I hear and, you. You know, it's like, for me, it's like, uh, also, this person in particular, we're trying not to spoil it because he hasn't announced it yet, kids, but uh, this person in particular is well known for being quite uh, verbose with their stories. I would love to interview that this person, but I would have a very difficult time asking him anything he hasn't talked about thousand times that's over. The other, that's the other hard thing. That's a very, very difficult interview. you got to go in with something really specific, and like you say... If you don't care enough to know something super specific, meh, you, you know, or it's almost like why bother? Yeah, yeah, or you end up getting a guy who just a guy like Jim Steranko. I mean that that to me is such an ideal interview because that man has lived a thousand lives. <laughs> he worked at a fucking yeah. carnival. He was, you know. He, yeah, see, I know his whole, like, wiki history, but I wouldn't know what to sit down and actually say to him. Like, I would try to find a clever way to, to figure, because I don't know his work. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I know what he did for comics, and I'm familiar with what he's done. I think you actually know uh, more you know, of his work than you probably realize that you know, and that's the scary thing when it comes to somebody like Storenko. You've seen it right. so many times, but you just didn't realize that you saw it. There's a lot of dudes like that, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like... 
But then we also, there's the other flip of the coin. There's like when you run into a good guy like Mark McKenna, who you've gotten to know at different cons, mm-hmm. and you end up like, I think the last time I recorded with him, I think we barely talked about comic books, you know? Yeah. And that's kind yeah. of the way that... Or a guy like... Or a guy like Ty Templeton, same thing. I sat down with him armed with these comic book questions. We found out that we're from a neighborhood a street away from each other, and that's all we talked about. We didn't even I, talk about comics. We just talked about Clarkson. <laughs> that was uh, that was at Fan Expo, wasn't it, when you talked to him? That was, yeah. Because yeah, I remember you just, yeah. like, going, holy shit! We, we basically grew up, like, you know, a couple of streets. Yeah. I mean, you guys aren't the same age, but, you know. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was the same neighborhood. He grew up literally like a street from where I'm sitting right now. Yeah. And, in you know, Ty's got a very rich public history in Canada as far as his family is concerned. Very notable people. And, you know, that just it led into that's what we were talking about, you know, because I went I asked him about. Where we were talking led into an urban legend here. I don't know if you guys are familiar there as much as we are here in Canada, because back in the 70s, there was a show might have been in the 60s, too. It was called Wayne and Schuster. Yeah, it was not here. But and the only reason that I know of it and I went and looked it up was because you told me about it after talking to after talking to him. But yeah, yeah, it definitely wasn't something that that our stateside people are going to know much about. But it was like a Sonny and Cher or Smothers Brothers type show. It was pretty much our Smothers Brothers, basically. And uh, one of the guys, Frank Schuster, it was always rumored that he was cousins with Joe Schuster, creator of Superman from Toronto. And, uh, you know, we, we never really knew. It was always just an urban myth or whatever. But Ty knew them. Ty's mother worked with them. Ty confirmed that it's 100% true that they were, in fact, cousins. So it's also cool to see we have these, like, uh, commercials. They're called Part of Our Heritage mm-hmm. commercials that the government makes. I don't know if you've ever seen them, <laughs> but they're they're very, very short, like, films just about famous Canadian people or events that have happened. One of these stories is it starts on a train platform. And with a kid being rushed to the train by his mother and his mother's telling and he's describing to his mother like all this stuff like, oh, he can do this and he can do that. And, uh, you know, he can he can't fly, but he can jump really far and all this. Right. And then she says to him, oh, Joe, you and your imagination. Talk to your cousin Frank about it when you get to Toronto. (laughs) And then she puts him on the train or whatever. Right. And then he opens a piece of and then he hands her a piece of paper and he's like, here, a gift. Uh, who knows? It might be worth something someday. And she opens up the piece of paper, and it's a drawing of Superman. So you know, then you see part of our heritage, and you hear bah, 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 in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was what, what, what I hear that? There's Superman. Yeah, was that the Superman? <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 they played it in the background at the yeah. end. <laughs> the, oh, God, I don't need another beer already. <laughs> You may. Like, You're lagging behind. I'm done my Timmy's. God yeah, God. like I mean, I, I, I got up early. I had, you know, I had my caffeine. I actually I had a couple different kinds of caffeine. I moved around. I don't know what the hell. My brain just shut off. It's like, <laughs> is there anything at uh, C2E2 that's going on that's caught your eye? I haven't looked into panels or workshops um, or anything. Yeah, there's or... well, the well, I think Dirk isn't Dirk. Uh, Dirk the Man Manning doing a right or wrong panel. I'm, I'm sure he is. <laughs> 
That's a safe bet. File under safe bet. Let's yeah. go with that one. How's that sound? Yeah. <laughs> File under reasons to fear the outside world. <laughs> uh, there, there's actually, you know, there's always really good panels there. The, the one that I'm interested in, but I, I don't think I will have the patience to get in line that early for it because it's one of the most popular ones there. And, and the reason I say this, I, I'm at the, going back to when we were talking before we officially kicked this show off, I'm fucking old. And there's a couple things I don't <laughs> do. I don't pay cover charge and I don't stand in line. Like, you know, when it comes to like most things. So. Right. For me to go to a panel that I have to stand... That's why I have a podcast, <laughs> damn it. So I don't have to stand in lines. You know what? I would rather go talk to somebody that's just trying to start his his comic that, that no one knows, yeah. and he doesn't have a line, than, than go get in line and wait for four or five hours to say hello to Greg Capullo, even though he's just fucking amazing. Uh, right, right. You know, for right. me, it's... For yeah. me, comics are, are as much about the process of telling a story as it is the story you're telling. So I, you know, right. anyway, but to get back full circle, the one panel I'm probably most interested in is there's a women of Marvel panel and it's all about the, nice. the creator. So you've got, um, Oh God, who, who all is going to be there? Um, Marguerite Bennett, I think is going to be in that Stacy Lee's going to be in that. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of different women creators that are going to be in that panel that, I'd be really interested to go watch that one, but it's in the middle of the day on Saturday, literally at the busiest fucking time. And it's like, <laughs> Oh, you're kidding. Now I give C2E2 props though. They're putting it at the time when the majority of the people will be there. So the majority of people can see it rather than putting it like first thing Friday morning when nobody's in there yet, you know, or they're all running around trying to get their exclusives. So you know, I I think it's cool that they're doing it so that people can, more people can see this. I think it's the thing. And honestly, that's one of the other things. There's a, a fair amount of female creators that C2E2 has coming that I think that's really cool. I don't know if it's intentional on their part or just by the people that reached out to them to try and be part of the show. I believe Gail Simone's there. Gail Simone is there. Yeah, there's... Uh, yeah, she's mm-hmm. she's gonna be there. Um, Jenny Free's gonna be there. She, her her cover work is some of the best fucking shit ever. Um, she she does revival. She does a bunch of Red Sonia covers. She does covers for a lot of things. Um, and just one of the sweetest sweetest people I've ever met. Um, Katie Cook, Margaret Bennett, uh, Ming Dole. Katie's wonderful. Katie was the same fan expo special as Ty Templeton. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that conversation you had with her actually, uh, but. Yeah, Ming Doyle is going to be there. Um, Vanessa Del Rey is going to be there. So I mean, there's some there's some pretty good, you know, names out there for for creators. Um, one person I've talked to before, but I've never been able to interview that I'm really hoping I might be able to catch outside of the convention to nail him down uh, is Mark Wade. Oh, that would be a, that would be a nice yeah. chat. Um, I met him yeah. a few years ago at Motor City Comic Con. Just a, a super nice guy but it was funny because his line would be 20 people zero 20 people zero 50 people zero (laughs) you know there was never like yeah waves and so i'd sit there and i'd look over and i'd be like all right cool i'm gonna run over and you know because he and i talked multiple times about trying to set up an interview 
And I'm like, cool. And I would literally start hiking my ass over because I had a clear line of sight between our booth and his. And by the time I'd get there, 15 people would walk <laughs> up and I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> God damn, it works out fucking that yeah. way, eh? Yeah, there's some uh, there's some cool people here. I just want to mention while uh, we get to the tail end of the conversation. But uh, Sergeant Slaughter, it's always fun to see Sergeant Slaughter. His chin is there. A lot of wrestlers. Ray, yeah, Ray Mysterio, Mick Foley. There's a lot of wrestlers there. Have you ever seen Uh, Jay? Have you ever seen uh, Sergeant Slaughter in person? Yes, I think once, and I think he was enormous. He's he's actually not that big. His chin, maybe his not. chin is ridiculous. <laughs> it's just his old face. It's like he's got a cereal box for a face. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> nice. I just saw him for the first time yeah. a couple weeks ago. He was at Great Lakes Comic Con. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. It would be cool to meet Mick Foley though, just because you know he's like the nicest guy yeah. on earth, you know. And Ming Chen will be there, at least one half of the comic book men. Uh, so I'll get to meet him before I get to meet them both and finally get to meet Zapsic at Motor City yep. Con. Uh, what else we got going on Still, here? Uh, uh, Honky Tonk Man and him and Hacksaw and Gene Okerlund. There's a whole bunch of wrestling madness yeah, going on Yeah, I was there. surprised that we were talking about um, – we, we were talking about the the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you didn't mention um, Chloe Bennett. Oh, yes, I was about to, actually. I'm working my way oh, up the I list see, here. I see. You're... Um, yes, yes. There's actually one cool individual who's going to be there. Uh, his name is Benny Potter. And I met this dude in Denver at Denver Comic-Con last year. And he's called The Comic Storian. And he's got a YouTube channel. And he's one of those guys, kind of like uh, Variant, if you've ever seen the Variant YouTube channel, where he just does breakdowns and origins of and you know, reviews of, uh, stuff, you know, and, uh, he does a really good job. I've watched a lot of his videos for, you know, stuff. I may not necessarily want to buy a series, but catch up on something that's connected to something or what have you. Uh, I often go to the comic story and on YouTube and, uh, it'll be cool to get to chat with him again. He's a nice guy. And, uh, Tommy Flanagan is there, yes. which most people are excited to see because of sons of anarchy, but fuck that shit. Uh, I'd love to chat some fucking Braveheart yeah. with him. And, uh, I mean, you know, come to claim the right of a husband! Yeah, that's um, a... You know. You, you know, it's funny, I was looking through this, and there are um, th- there are a couple different YouTubers and, and, and whatnot that are going to be there. Listen to his guests. Is this the world that we've come to? Where where oh, YouTubers... Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. does that mean that podcasters, when, when you have, you know, people like us... Are we that far behind? It's 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 because we don't have a YouTube. Like a YouTube is a place you can go watch, subscribe. Like these YouTubers have far more subscribers than any podcasts out there. Like a lot of these podcasters, like even Kevin Smith, is venturing more into YouTube channels just because there's a larger audience than his podcasts. He's still doing the podcasts, but a lot of the YouTube shows, he'll do it on YouTube live and then put it out as a podcast. And there's just there's just a bigger audience to yeah. reach, and I think that's how they get. You know, it's just more of a base. They have more of a face too, like they can be more known because you're actually watching them, right? And there's a few I really enjoy. There's one called Emergency Awesome, uh, by this guy Charlie, 
and it's an amazing he does just reviews easter eggs and like breakdowns of just tv shows and uh he does all the comic shows and game of thrones doc he does a whole bunch and of all the trailers and he just he's just very uh i don't know what the word is but uh he very intelligently breaks stuff down he's not just like a uh you know a, a theorist or anything like that like he just discusses what he sees sort of thing and then maybe ideas will build off that but uh the podcasting thing man you need a face for conventions i think that's what it comes <laughs> to that's why even mike and ming are there because you know you see their face on tv they're there because they have a tv show not because they have a right. podcast well right? jay i think you and i have the face for for conventions <laughs> shit yeah are you kidding our pretty faces. Yeah. We gotta start doing some. We should start a YouTube show or we, some we shit. Should. But, hey, uh, I want to ask your opinion yeah. on something. Um, and yeah. and and this is something that I find interesting, and it's something that I've bitched about plenty of times. Um, when it comes to having certain like San Diego Comic Con pissed me off the most when they had the How I Met Your Mother panel. Yeah, that's dope. That it has nothing to do now. When when you get certain people at conventions, do you feel that they should have a tie somehow to horror or sci-fi or comic books? Or do you think it's it should be open to have any kind of pop culture person there? Uh, Personal opinion. I think it de- I think it depends what you're going for. Because I think there's a it's not a clear line. For example, Fan Expo, a lot of the corporateness has been stepping away, but then there have been other things like Showcase, who stepped in and had Mr. Robot, had a big Mr. Robot thing at uh, Fan Expo. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, I think that show rides the line. Is it genre? Is it sci-fi? It's about hackers. How does it really fit into any of the genre, you know, sections that are actually literally labeled there? So I see what you're saying. I think there's some that obviously aren't and shouldn't, like How I Met Your Mother. And I think there's other ones that do kind of ride the line. It didn't not make sense to me that Mr. Robot was Well, like there. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, that's – yeah. Good – very you know, good point. That is a – that's a line rider. I think these – I think it's turning into uh, – not fiction, but I mean a lot of the a lot of it's with the change of TV and a lot of the way that these shows come out. You can binge watch these shows on Netflix and stuff. I think, uh, it, I you know I don't know what I think. I think that there's not it's it's a gray area. Well, and, it, and it's funny because I mean I would be a hypocrite if I said I don't think they should ever be there. That's dumb because one of my favorite things that happened was you know getting to hang out with Billy Zabka. A couple years ago at Motor City. He was in the Karate Kid. What the fuck does that have to do with anything comic book, sci-fi? Or totally. Why, are the 80, why do the 80s count? For some reason, the 80s yeah. count, right? Because of the nostalgia factor. So, bah, yeah, yeah, you're right. Duke's it's, a hazard. It's a, it's a fine it has line. nothing to do with it, you know? Nah, but yeah. I tell you what. Yeah, it's things we remember as kids, I guess, yeah. right? So, so. You know, there's no no more reason why Dukes of Hazard should be there than How I Met Your Mother, other than it happened when we were children. Yeah, and and I mean, like I said, I would and, be a hypocrite if I said that I didn't enjoy it. Now, I think that I would really, I would like to see a convention that is 100% comic book based, but I don't know if it would be as successful as I would like to see it be either. 
It wouldn't be. It would have to be smaller. I mean, that's why these cons are going to ride the waves as far as who their guests are, depending on who makes money from these mm-hmm. things and who wants to keep going to these things. And, you know, who's who's a draw, who's not, you know? Some of these people are going to spend the next few decades attending conventions, making a living off it. Then there's others, like like Supergirl, like M- Melissa Benoit, or Benoist. sorry, Benoist. Yeah. Uh, she, you know, it, she's doing C2E2, but don't expect her to see her at, like, you know, cons all the time for years for years, you know? Yeah. Like, once, once Supergirl's over, she'll have to get to work. Like Matt Smith. Matt Smith is still showing up at cons when he can, but not half as often as when he was Doctor Who is because he's got work to do. He's got more TV yeah. to make and more movies, you know? Yeah, so, there there were there were a couple yeah. guests that I looked down through that I was like, I'm like... John Cusack. Why the hell is John Cusack at C2E2? Uh, what has he done ever in any way that, you know, other than being an 80s star as well? Technically, and, if you want to get really, really, like, stretching... He was in, uh, he was in the movie, um, oh God, why, why am I blanking now? Um, the movie where he just kept trying to kill himself and kept failing and it had, uh, Curtis Armstrong in it. Uh, shit. People are going to like, just be screaming at, at your show for me. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm, I'm going to blank here. Now I have to go. It's, it's something, um. (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, they've got high fidelity. Like, why of all the shit he's done, did they mention high fidelity for C two E two? Like, is that did that take place in Chicago? I, I don't. Like... I don't know. Better <laughs> Off Dead is the movie. It finally just popped into my head. Okay, right, 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 right. It'd be fun to meet John John Ratz. Yeah. Though, now, in he... that movie, Better Off Dead, um, there were he was an illustrator, and his cartoons came to life to talk to him at, in the lunchroom. So if you really want to stretch it, there's a comic tie that way. That is stretching but, it, stretching it. D.B. Sweeney, the star of the cutting edge. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's that about? And even they've got eight men out yeah. listed. Like I, I, I don't, I, I don't get it. J. August Richards though, of Marvel's agents of mm-hmm. shields, death yes. Uh, I met him in Philly. Yep. And he's an incredibly nice guy. And I asked him for an interview and he said, man, I would love to. We were in the green room in the back and I was like, do you think we could chat for a few minutes? And he was like, I'm not allowed to do a damn thing right now. This was like in between when he before he had came back on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he said, I can't say a thing like I'm not allowed to do interviews. I'd love to chat with you, but they just they won't let me talk to anybody right now. I was like, okay, like we talked for a while, like we had a Philly steak and chatted, but you know, I I couldn't record anything with him just because he was under under total wraps. It's it's know? funny because it was right, oh, uh, shortly, well, a couple months prior to Daredevil season one coming out, and I talked to Peter Shinkoda, who played um the son of the the one uh, Japanese woman who was that of her mob. And he's the guy that, you know, they, they had a pretty good fight scene in, in that series. He couldn't tell me even who he was. Like, he couldn't say a thing. And he's like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we sat there and we talked about the actual process of making it and, and how much fun he was having just watching the different actors do their jobs and how impressed he was by everyone. But he couldn't say anything. And it, 
it was funny. He was literally pacing around behind his booth, trying to explain to me because he like he realized that I was interested from the craft standpoint as well as the story standpoint. And it was he, he was literally just flustered, just going, "I, uh, uh, okay, how do I?" Do? <laughs> All right, so if you were to think of it like this, <laughs> just awesome. So, That's yeah. cool, man. But, you know, yeah. there's actually two people that are going to be at C2E2 uh, that I am kind of interested in, that I'd be very interested to, to talk to. One is CM Punk. Yeah. That'd be uh, cool. And then the other is, and I don't, I, I got to look at his name because otherwise I'll screw it up, is Israel Idanaje. And... The reason I'm interested, those guys are both famous for other things before comics. But who's the Israel Adonis? He is a former uh, Chicago Bear. He he played. He's a football player. Oh, and okay. He has his <laughs> own like line of comics, which it's called Athleta Comics, which it's A T H L I T A, Athleta Comics. And I'd just be curious to see what it's like for a dude that plays football to have been a, a football or a comic book fan that long like like are, are there yeah, other guys a weird the mix team giving him shit about the fact that he's reading superman and batman and whoever knows what else <laughs> did he have to hide his secret yeah. passion so <laughs> so those are those are a couple guys that are kind of the crossover guys i'd be curious to talk to very fun man and uh i, th- I really wouldn't mind meeting supergirl Really wouldn't mind seeing that smiley face in person. So we'll, we'll we'll hope that happens. Have you ever had something at a con where you got like a sneak preview of something cool? Um, like, for example, I was in Philly and uh, I've hung out a few times now with a guy named Ken Palco. And Ken is a props maker in Hollywood. Not like a custom like fan one. He's an actual. I know worker, this story. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm hanging out, we're having beers around the fire pit at the hotel, and uh, he's like, I called my buddy up because I was dying to work on Arrow, and I didn't get to work on Arrow, but I got to work on something for The Flash, and I was like, well, okay, like, you know, what's up? And uh, he shows me on his phone Hawkwoman's Mace. And uh, that was before she was even like announced that she was coming on the show. And I was like, Hawkwoman's coming on the show. He's like, yeah, keep it to yourself. So that was a really cool little moment. Yeah, there's there's a couple other people I do want to mention real quickly that are going to be at C2E2 that, um, you know, before we we wrap this up, that I think are definitely worth making a trip there for uh, that I don't see being at any other show necessarily in the Midwest coming up anytime soon. Um, Chris Claremont, Arthur Adams. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, Ar- Arthur yes. Adams is going to be there. Um, Jay Lee is going to be there. Oh my God. Jay Lee, just, uh, Batman, Superman and Batman. His art on that book is, it's, it's so different than anything else being done. I love it yeah. so much. And, um, Steve Dillon, um, famous from Preacher and Punisher as well. Uh, obviously our good buddy Ryan Stegman. Yeah, uh, we we got to mention him. Um, Good times, Ryan Stegman. <laughs> uh, Scotty Young's gonna be there. Sam gave him a little theme song yeah. there. <laughs> Scotty Young, God bless his heart, and making Jay Foz get even more of a Marvel artist. So proud of Jay for getting to do Rocket and Groot. 
How cool yeah, is that? That is that is yeah. so so cool. Um, yeah. I, I already mentioned Mark Wade, um, Mike uh, Mike Mignola, of very nice yeah. guy. I chatted with him on the show a few years ago at Toronto Comic Con. Very yep. cool guy. Um, Sanford Green okay. from the new Power Man and Iron Fist comic is going to be there. That was one of. Mike Mignola was one of those guys where I really wanted to talk to him, but I didn't know his work, and that's how I started the interview. I flat out said, look, of course I know Hellboy in the movies, but honestly, I haven't read a lot. Tell me what I should read and you know what it's about from someone who's just seen the movies. What would you want to tell somebody who only knows that version of Hellboy? Yeah. And you know that that got us a nice little chat there, and he was totally cool though. He was totally a guy. He wasn't like, oh, you haven't read my shit. He was totally awesome. He was like, well, you know, start with this, and then I'd recommend that. You know, so, yeah, very nice guy. Yep. Um, David F. Walker, also from Power Man and Iron Fist, is going to be there. Um, Nick Spencer from Morning Glory is going to be there. Who else was I? Um, There's somebody else that I was wanting to bring up that that is going to. Was Len Wiseman there? I don't. Or is, am I confusing that with Toronto? I, I don't. Or, or even, or another one of these six goddamn conventions we'll be going to this year. Uh, no, I don't see him on the list. Okay, it must be something else because uh, there's a lot of fun going on. So of course, even though I'm going to be in Chicago next week, kids, for C2E2, uh, don't forget if you're still here in the land of the true north please make sure that you go to toronto comic-con all our favorite friends are going to be there jason Liu, sean daly the reader david bishop uh, ricky lima shane heron uh anthony rutgazer of course is going to be there with the first hero he's going to be there with uh, danny zabal uh, and there's lots of exciting things. Rob Liefeld, if you are a Deadpool freak, is going to be at Toronto Comic Con, uh, while I'm going to be over on the other side chasing down the Capullo. So that's our target. That's our number one target. Uh, we're going to bring as much to you as we can, kids, but the Capullo. I want to sit down with the Capullo and talk a little bit of the Batman. Also, don't forget to t- get your tickets for the Great Philadelphia Comic Con happening down in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I will be there with fellow members of the Points of Interest Podcast Network, Josh L. Hawk as Hawks, Jimmy McKnight, and we'll be there uh, doing a lot of fun stuff. And then the following month, Mota City Comic Con, which just yesterday we were, or I, as in we, as in the Elegant Weapon, uh, was granted uh, press. I got the email. We're good to go uh, for a third year. Very, very proud to be covering Motor City Comic Con, which if you in two days from hearing this pop over to Derek's show, Comics, Pros, and Cons. Close. Uh, close. What I get? Why do I keep saying this, it wrong? It's Comics, Pros, and no, Cons. No, there's, there's, it's, not, it's not plural on the comics. It's Comic, Pros, and Cons. Oh, is that what I'm... Hi, Mel. Yeah. I see you're sneaking in back there. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, I also do that with Action Lab. In the beginning, I used to always say Action Labs. People be like, it's Action Lab. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. So 
so comic pros and cons uh Derek's show you're gonna hear the continuation of this conversation because we're gonna take a quick little break uh go have a little smoky smoke and a beverage and you can hear us continue to ramble on on his show on wednesday we're gonna chat it up about motor city comic-con and some fun stuff so uh there you go stay tuned for the next one Derek. it's always fun to do these crazy cross pods always with you. a blast brother all right, that's all we're going to have this week on An Elegant Weapon. Next time, we are back with C2E2 goodness. Take it easy. This is a journey into sound. <laughs>